It's the first ever Guy and Dando Christmas special here on 4 Figure Discount. I am very, very excited. I've just went over and uh, saw Mr. Davis in person, in the flesh. I think for the first time, I saw you once. You, you dropped something off at our house in the driveway. I saw you for about 10 seconds, but it's the first time I've entered your house, and I reckon maybe even this year. That that sounds likely. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's been a little while since you've uh, since you've set foot in my place. It's been a little while since anyone's set foot in my place. I don't let people in. It's a disgrace. It's a mess. Well, he's not lying, by the way, people, because I turned up and there's like all these booby traps you have to try to get around to get into his house. I felt like I was Marv in Home Alone. <laughs> Dando is exaggerating here slightly. <laughs> there's, there's, a pile, was, there's a pile of sticks. <laughs> I, there was a pile of sticks. I was. Uh, Trimming a tree, not a Christmas tree, just a regular ass tree, uh, in my front yard, and I was cutting up the branches that I cut off that into firewood for my sister, and yeah, for some reason left them on the step, <laughs> and so um, yeah, mailmen, delivery people, deliveroo people, people dropping off uh, off food. All that kind of stuff, like, oh, what's your step? I could very easily have probably moved those sticks, how, but how uh, long have these sticks been there for? Uh, about a week. No, actually, <laughs> a bit longer. Um, yes, I really need to get seen to those. Uh, so, um, yes, my apologies to Dando. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't uh, feel too threatened by my uh, by my uh, homemade booby traps. But uh, no, no, he he navigated it all quite well. And 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 yes, it was a pl- a great pleasure to see his face. Especially because he was dropping things off. Mm, yeah, so in a few moments, Guy Davis is going to open up his uh, his first ever Christmas gifts from from Brendan Dando. It's exciting times. Yes, but, um, uh, and and then Guy Davis is going to think about, hmm, what do I get Brendan Dando <laughs> for <laughs> you Christmas? Don't get, you don't have to get me anything. No, 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 no. I, I just appreciate you doing the show. If it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't be existing. So you deserve the well, presents. I don't. Well, if it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't exist at all. So, looks, ah. like, someone's, looks like someone's hitting the shops today. <laughs> um, so, basically, this is just going to be... This is just a Christmas special where we just turn the mics on. We have some sort of idea what we're going to talk about, kind of. We posted it, I posted in the group this morning saying, Shit, quick, last minute, Christmas special questions. And they have come through a plenty. We've got plenty of questions to get through from our patrons. But it's just a, something to listen to. On Christmas or just the day after, or just you know, everyone's got a bit of spare time this next week. Just want something to put on in the background or whatever. Just chill with your your friends, guy and Dando. This is it. So, uh, so yeah. So, Mr. Davis, we'll, we were going to record the latest talking Seinfeld today, but we decided not to. And then you said it's a good idea because you got a hangover. So, what did you do last night? Oh, look, the, the lovely Louise had some friends down from, uh, well, some from one from interstate and uh, and a couple down not from, from northern Sydney. And- I hope. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, she would that uh, that person would not have been let in anywhere near us. Uh, no, down from uh, down from Queensland, and um, well, let's say things got a bit loose, and uh, you know, a few glasses of wine were had, and then a few glasses of wine made a reappearance. In my case, um, so it was, a, it was a very cable guy esque party. It was a bit cable guy esque, actually. <laughs> yes, I mean uh, the later the later sections of the shindig. Uh, are a bit fuzzy, to, but uh, I I did wake up in plenty of time because I knew oh no we're recording in the morning so you know better have your game face on and uh, I've got a game face on at the moment so look if I'm if I'm not one hundred percent this uh, this particular podcast please yeah, have a little uh, have a little sympathy because yeah I I went heavy on the Christmas cheer last night. Is something from Brumbies like your post hangover or your post drinking sort of like? 
uh, you know, pick me up because you were at Brumbies when I called you. That is true. No, I was I was just out of bread and I thought, oh, you know, I I need juice and toast right now. I, I was actually going to make a, a dirty great sort of bacon and egg sandwich. I thought, oh, sounds good. Too, too, too much effort. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe later. But right now it's just a Vegemite on toast and a dirty great glass of OJ with some ice in it. And... Um, yeah, and after we're done here, I'll uh, pour myself a nice black coffee, and uh, we'll go from there. Try to face the uh, try to face the day. I think most of my Christmas stuff is done. I mean, uh, I've got presents for the lovely Louise and uh, members of my family and all that kind of stuff. Nothing for Dando yet, but you never know what Santa <laughs> might bring. I don't uh, want anything. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I think uh, I think the rest of the day is me going to be going. Oh, my head. Oh. See, it's funny you mentioned Christmas shopping, so. I basically I've got Nicola heaps of like other small stuff, right? Like like this little, little things I knew she'd like, but I haven't got her like the, the usual big present that I'd normally get because what I did was back when it was the Black Friday sales, I got her this really really expensive ring, right? Oh, but then because it, it was so long ago, it's like you can't really say, oh, that was your Christmas present. Now I'm just like, shit, what do I get her? Because <laughs> I'm just like, I know she's gonna get me something good. I don't know. What, what, do you have any suggestions? Oh, golly. I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, this is the second Christmas that the lovely Louise and I have spent together. And um, I don't want to, I, I, it's not like we fall into a rut or anything, but I think we're both kind of practical people. And we were thinking, why don't we just, you know, wait until Boxing Day and go buck wild at the sales, you yeah. know, and, and, and pick up a bunch of stuff then. And, but of course, we've you know, got each other a little something prior to that. And, and uh, you know, I went shopping on, I think, Monday. Up in Melbourne to uh to pick uh, Lou up some stuff and uh, yeah hmm. so, well, so what so, do you so think is, what do you, so, what so, are you so, thinking so, in terms of for, for Nicola I mean what do you do you want to get something big or because you've already got that one big gift earlier or so this is the thing Nicola doesn't like stuff you know what I mean like I, you and I we like useless shit right when Nicola doesn't she she's happy with just she she, she just she just she, no possessions she wouldn't mind so I'm thinking rather than spend heaps of money on a big present. I'm going to buy this scrapbook or this page, this booklet, and on every page, I'm going to write one of the reasons why I love her. Oh, what well, do you think of that? I think that's just plain adorable. I think I, I think she would love that, and I think that's a ve- that's a a, a very wise uh, and sensitive move. Dan. Oh, yeah, low, good stuff, man. Right, cool. And, I'll, uh, go, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> also, also, may I just say that none of my shit is useless. <laughs> <laughs> Every 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 Funko Pop vinyl in here has a as a as a distinct purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall we get into the uh, the Christmas special? Do you want to open up your presents? Or do you want to save it for later? Uh, no, let's. Look. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a uh, save it till Christmas morning person. I'll, I'll, if you give me a present, I'm going to open that shit now. <laughs> okay, well, just open up the small one first. The small one's just like yeah, whatever. So you can just okay. open up that one first. So you um, got a, there are, there... A, a bigger present and a smaller present. Here's the thing. Dando came to the door bearing two gifts in wrapped in, uh, you know, wrapped up in wrapping paper, and also some cash money. Which yeah. Is very... <laughs> yes, from our, our dear patron Andrew Zerzer. Thank you so much for your Christmas donation, sir. Much appreciated. Very much appreciated, indeed. So, um, yeah, look, I'm I'm feeling very uh, very very spoiled, and well, well, we'll see how we go once we open this stuff up. So. Okay, opening the small one now. Can you hear this? Da, 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 da. Oh, I can hear you. Rip. Yes. I'm I'm ripping it. I'm ripping it. Oh. JB. <laughs> JB Hive. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> my my eyesight is so fuzzy at the moment, thanks to thanks to heavy drinking, that I thought it said guy card. It says gift card <laughs> <laughs> for a for a sizable amount of money. Dando, thank you so much, man. That's rad. No problem. Oh. You can use it at the Boxing Day sales tomorrow. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, on, on, on Boxing Day. Mm, what will I pick up? Maybe Blade on 4K. Who knows? Well, remember you told me a couple of weeks ago you wanted to get the Blade on 4K. So I was like, yeah. Because well, you said it wasn't out yet for the um, had the sale on a few weeks ago, but it wasn't pre-orders. And everything mm. you wanted was on pre-order. So I thought, well, I'll get him a gift card because it will probably be out by then. Oh, so, yeah. Thoughtful, thoughtful individual, Mr. Dando is. But you, but you knew that, listeners. All right, we're into the second one now. I'm, I'm interested how you're opening this with one hand because you got the mic in one hand. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the thing. I'm, I'm doing a very. Uh, <laughs> I'm not being very sensitive. I'm sort of ripping the paper. Okay, what have we got? Oh, 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 oh. this is nice. It is a mounted uh, poster of uh, one of my favourite science fiction movies, The Black Hole. Oh, my God, this is dope. <laughs> Wait, is, this, is this a pop culture special, Dan? No, no, this is one that I had made personally. Because basically, oh, this, my- you, you remember the story Guy telling when he went to the movies with his dad, he did the double feature because he saw the Black Hole poster. So was, was it Star Wars you saw as well that day? What was the other one you Star saw? Trek. Star, Star Trek, Trek you motion saw. motion picture. That's right, yeah. Then oh. you walked out and you saw the poster and I thought, the black hole, you know, it's good, good, good memories of your dad. So I got the poster off, off online. I downloaded it, like the high-res one. Got it made up onto the little plaque thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Dando. Oh. Listen, so if you, if you uh, had any doubts at all that uh, he was a thoughtful, sensitive, caring individual, this will uh, yeah, prove it in spades. Brendan Dando, thank you so much, man. This is an absolute fucking delight. No worries. So oh, what you do is there's a, little, there's a little thing on the back there, like a little long I can, stick. Yeah. You, you flick that out and then you just shove it into one of the holes to stand it up. Ooh-er. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so that's how... Because when I first got one, I was like, what do I do with this? It's just something hard. Like, I can't hand this on the wall. But anyways, yeah, so you pull the... You flick that little stick out with a knife or whatever and then just yeah. plug it in and it'll stand up by itself. Oh, Brilliant. Oh, delightful. This is going straight to the pool room. I don't have a pool room, uh, but uh, this is going straight to the study that Dando saw earlier. Oh, oh man, that is marvellous. Thank you so much. No problem. Oh. All righty. Gifts out of the way. Do you want to hear a funny my, story? My gifts are out of the way. Your gifts are forthcoming. Ah, We'll, we'll see. I, I don't want anything. Um, so I found out this week that yes. I've been drugging my child with chlorophyll. Excuse me? Yeah, so there's this thing, this medicine called Infant's Friend, right? And listeners are well aware of how we've been struggling with Holly with reflux. So we've been mm. dousing her, not douse, but just like dipping her dummy in this thing called Infant's Friend. And it's good for babies who have colic, so when they've got wind. So it's just mm-hmm. good to sort of just, you know, ease the wind inside of them and help them breathe a bit easier and blah, blah, blah. Stop them from crying. And it's been working a treat. We call it crack cocaine for babies. It's like literally you put it in their <laughs> mouth and they, you put it in their mouth and they just sort of relax, right? And you realise that. Crack cocaine is actually crack cocaine for babies. <laughs> so we um so we've been given to and I always had the joke of oh, it works like chloroform. It's like, yeah, get some chloroform for her. We'll give us some chloroform. That's the joke, right? Well it came out that by the government have just released a statement saying that all infants friend has been re- recalled because it includes chloroform. Oh my god. Yeah. So I've been giving my, my kids chloroform. Like Ali used to be on it as, as well, but he's fine. But apparently it causes liver damage if you, if you use too much of it. Thankfully, we've just been dipping her dummy in it, so it's okay. 
But man, oh man, we've actually been giving Holly chloroform. <laughs> no wonder it works. <laughs> no wonder, yeah, she's uh, being a bit, a bit more relaxed. Oh dear. Okay. Well, she's off it now, though. So, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's off it. She's off. Uh, she's back on. No, she's back off. Is it off or on? I just watched a Seinfeld episode. Is it off the wagon or on the wagon? If you're um, off, if, if you're, you're off the if wagon, you're, if you're not drinking, you're on the wagon. Yeah, she's she's on the wagon now. Yes. yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Poor little mite. Oh. oh, man. Now, before we get into our, all the questions from our lovable patrons, I just want to ask, what's, what's your Christmas Eve looking like today? Uh, what is my Christmas Eve looking like? <laughs> a, a little sore, a little slow, based on all the uh, all the wine and other stuff that I had last night. Uh, what is it looking like? Are you going to uh, watch anything? Anything particular? Are you going to cook I, I, certain I, foods? I, um, yeah, I'll probably uh, slap on It's a Wonderful Life at some stage. And um, I've got a few things to do. I've got to... Um, I've got to hit the supermarket to pick up ingredients for the potato salad that I'm making for the Davis family Ooh. Uh, Christmas lunch tomorrow. It's going to be potato salad with a sort of a macadamia pesto and pancetta. Mm, um, I yeah, read that recipe and I thought, that sounds pretty nice. I've got to do that. And also stock up on a few things for Boxing Day because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Boxing Day. I just, you know, like that, you know... All the all the Christmas sort of uh, hullabaloo is over, and you can just chill. You know, he, you can... he enjoy your gifts. In, usually, indeed, yeah. Usually, like when you're a bit younger, because now if I'm going to go get something for myself, I'll go out and Boxing Day and get a movie because you know that's when the specials are on. But when you're True. a kid, you get like a new movie or whatever, and that's when you watch it all. You, or you play the new games, that kind of thing. Boxing Day is the day where you just like, oh, all this shit's awesome. I can just enjoy I it know. now. <laughs> I mean, for for many years. I was a, a big advocate of uh, on Boxing Day. Make a big uh, leftover sandwich. You know, you've got your leftover oh, turkey. Oh, the and best, best leftover sandwich, and um, and watch the uh, extended edition Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's you <laughs> just have mentioned that before. Yeah, you always watch Lord of the Rings. You can do that again this year. Do you think? I'm. I don't know if I will this time. Well, that's, around. that's like I mean, nine hours, isn't it? It's it's a day. It's a commitment. I mean, it's, yeah. it's closer to twelve hours. In all honesty, what's, what's I mean, Louise's thoughts on Lord of the Rings? Was she? Do you reckon she'd sit down for a marathon, or is she like a one? I, I don't one know film? if I'd subject. I don't know if I'd subject her to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're coming up on two years. I could probably reveal like, honey, do you want to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings with me? <laughs> so I've watched the I've watched the first one. I haven't seen the last two, and I can't really remember all oh. too much about the first one. So, do you recommend if I'm going to watch them, watch them as a marathon? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, um, but like I said, it's a commitment. I mean, uh, you've got it's to. Like, uh, they're three plus hours each, right? Uh, the extended edition certainly. I think the I think Return of the King, the third one, is like four hours. Oh, how yeah. how 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 is it is it worthy of four hours though? I'd say so. Look, it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's something you can do all the time. I mean, but. Uh, uh, no, I, I recommend you give it a well, particularly if you, if you watch the first one. I mean, if, if you weren't into it, then no I, no, I remember really enjoying the first one. Oh, then get on to the second or third one, man. Get okay, the whole story. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Uh, I'm the yeah, same so, as Star Trek. I've never seen a Star Trek show or movie. None of them at all. None of them at all. God, I mean, I'm not a huge trekker or anything like that, but I mean, uh, I've seen a few of the original cast movies, a few of the uh, new generation movies. I've seen and, the and end, I've, I've seen I've, the end of Wrath of Khan. I've seen the end of it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, watch all of Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan's really good. And, yeah. I've, and I've really enjoyed the uh, the reboots, the ones with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. Oh, and, yeah, okay. Tell why. I've seen the first one of those. But, yeah. I mean, I'm talking the original. And all the other ones. Like, everyone tells me I should watch Voyager. Voyager's good, apparently. Okay, yeah. Look, I, I, I couldn't tell you one way or another. But, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, 
but look, I've enjoyed what I've seen of Star Trek, but I've just not not so much that I've you know like oh yeah, time to watch the whole original series, then then next generation, and then or new generation or whatever. Is it next yeah. generation or new generation? I think it's next next, generation. Ge- next generation, yeah, next yeah. gen. That's the one with uh, Picard. With Picard, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out what else I've got to do today. We're just so, going yeah, to be wrapping presents all day. Yeah. yeah, bit of grocery shopping, bit of uh, present wrapping. And I will go over and see the lovely Louise tonight, and we will, um, I don't know, probably just say, uh, we're never drinking again, and then we'll have another drink. And then start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, what what about you? What have you got on? Uh, Well, so, basically, we'll do this podcast, I'll edit the podcast. Um, I've already done my shopping this morning. Uh, got there early because we want to get some hot chickens as well. So I know from my time working in the supermarket, if it's Christmas Eve and you haven't bought chickens yet, come in the morning because they won't be there in the afternoon. Oh, Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna yeah we're gonna put on Home Alone one. Nicola hasn't watched Home Alone one in a while, and we're gonna wrap some oh. presents while that's on in the background. We watched mm-hmm. Elf the other day, and I really and I haven't got around to it yet. And I said this year in December I'm gonna watch Gremlins, and I haven't yet. So I'm gonna make sure at some point today I'm going to watch Gremlins because I Absolutely. love Gremlins. Maybe save Gremlins for after dark even. That that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna once the kids once Nicola's going to bed with Holly and Elliot's in bed. Gremlins is going on. It's gonna be a good time. Get the popcorn out. Yeah. It's happening. Yes. Yes. Nice. Movie night at the, at the Dando household. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, brilliant. Um, anyway, so shall we get into uh, to some questions from the from the listeners? Should we? Let's dip into the mailbag, shall we? Alrighty. So man, there's plenty coming. Through. I'm just going to refresh the page because I knew there'd be more the more coming through. There's we'll a lot coming down through. here. Yeah. By the way, whilst we say this, also check out. So this is going up first, and then what do we do? We're going to be recording a review of a Simpsons Christmas special. The Simpsons, Simpsons roasting, on, roasting open fire. on open fire. Yes, yeah, so indeed. We finally did it. Four figure discount revisited is what it's called, and we're going to be going back and reviewing some of the classic episodes from the first ten seasons because everyone's been saying, you know, guy he jumped on board in season eleven, but he brings so much to the table. We want to hear his thoughts and opinions on the original episode. So it's finally happening. Four finger discount revisited. Um, if you're listening to this on the free feed, next week's show is going to be the very first episode of that. Just to give you a bit of a tease, because what that's going to be is four figure discount revisited for now is going to be on Patreon. So uh, if you, this, the, the normal show is still going to be continuing, uh, going through mm-hmm. season twelve uh, week by week as we normally do. So nothing's going to change there. But if you want to hear guys' thoughts on the uh, on the first ten seasons, just hop on to uh, Patreon.com/slash Four Finger Discount. Links in the description of the podcast. And uh, you can find it there. Also, that's where you'll also get access to the the Facebook group and talking Seinfeld early and Four Finger Discount early. Uh, plenty of other exclusive podcasts that we've done on there as well. Guy and Dando show things like that. Plus, the prize draws are coming back in 2021 and some other new podcasts as well. So it's all happening in 2021 on Four Finger Discount. But yeah, like I said, next week's on the free feed is going to be the Simpsons roasting on an open fire Four Finger Discount revisited. And we're gonna every now and then we'll chuck up one of those episodes on the free feed just so you guys aren't missing out on everything. So every now and then, when it was like a really classic episode, I'll say, hey. Free listeners, here, take this one. You can have this one as well because we love we love each and every one of you. So um, so that's something to look forward to next week for your free listeners. But all oh, the patrons listening right now, it's already up. So stay tuned for that. So make sure you check it out. You, you'll really, really enjoy it. We had a great time. All right. So Mr. Davis, first question here. Whoa, man, over 30 questions already. Okay, let's go to the top. Nathan Simpson says, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, well, I think you should leave with this one, Dano. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I... Well, I don't know what I'm getting mostly for Christmas because I ordered it, <laughs> and it's getting divvied ah. up between people. But I uh, like the, there's records that I want. Um, I'm you know, you know me. I love my soundtracks. Um, I really want, and I hope Nicola got it for me. I don't know whether she has or not. The Galaxy Quest one. I requested the Galaxy Quest 
oh, um, yeah. score. So fingers crossed to get that because I do love that score. It's fantastic. <laughs> Lovely. That's. It, but I just, I, I, I just, I just want to see the look on Elliot's face when he's opening presents. Like this, is, I think this has been going to be the first Christmas where he enjoys Christmas. You know, he, he knows who Santa is. He doesn't quite understand the concept yet. But when he walks in and see all those presents, I, I just can't wait for it. That, that's what I'm looking forward to for Christmas. Oh, delightful, delightful. What do what do I want for Christmas? Well, I, I already know what I'm getting for Christmas as well because um, we sort of do the Kris Kringle thing in my family and. Oh yeah. Uh, I, well, my nephew, Rory, was, uh, was buying for me and said, <laughs> I think we have a gentleman's understanding. It's like, just get what you want. I'll give you the money for it a bit later. So I, uh, <laughs> I grabbed a, um, a 4K uh, Blu-ray of Tenet, the uh, oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan movie. Also, yep. I, didn't, I couldn't believe it was out already because you forget that things came out so long ago because we just came out of lockdown. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just I like, mean, oh, Tenet, Tenet only came out in the, a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? I'm like, no, we were only able to watch it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> correct, correct. So um, that and um, what is supposedly a very good book about the making of the classic gangster movie Goodfellas, uh, written by a writer I like a lot named Glenn Kenny. So I've got those two that uh, <laughs> are currently being wrapped up, and I'll open to Robert and say, yeah, fantastic. Um, as far as the lovely Louise, I believe, is... Well, I. I've got her something, and I think she is getting me some delightful whiskey, um, because because eh, yes, the one thing I need to do now is drink more, um, <laughs> uh, and we'll do a little bit of shopping later. And I've picked uh, what else? Um, I'm trying to think what else that I may be getting for Christmas, or what else I would like for Christmas. But I'll, well, I've received these lovely gifts from uh, from Dando, of course. So, uh, <laughs> oh look, my as they say, my cup runneth over. I, I don't think I could ask for much more than this. Alistair Dunnix asked, what was the best Christmas present you can remember receiving as a kid? Mm. Um, I can remember I, us getting, I can remember us getting our first PlayStation. I think when you were, I don't know whether it was just being a 90s kid, but it seems to be that every person who's my age seems to remember when they received their first proper console for Christmas. Because I had the Sega yeah. Master System too. My dad just brought that home from work one day because a guy at work didn't want it anymore. It, it, it was just, what? it wasn't like a, a gift. But I remember when we opened up the PlayStation because we wanted it and it had Crash Bandicoot and it was just, it was a moment. You know what I mean? I, I highly recommend <laughs> if you haven't checked out on YouTube yet, type Nintendo 64 kid. Have you ever seen that video? I have not seen that video. Uh, it's, it epitomizes what it was like in the 90s to get a console for Christmas. He just like he just screams <laughs> Nintendo sixty four. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> it's the best. Um, yeah, so I remember getting a PlayStation. That was that was one of the more memorable ones for sure. What about yourself? Um, I remember when I was very very little, getting a replica Stormtrooper rifle Star Wars. Ooh, wow! Uh, and actually, Kenner, put back and it made the and it made the pew, 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 pew sound. Was it was it so, a Kenner toy? I believe it was a Kenner toy. Yeah, yes. okay, I, was, yeah. I, I was sort of running around the backyard saying, blast them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, good, so, so good, times at, good times at the Davis household with that one. Um, I think that was probably one of my favourite Christmas gifts. Yeah. That and um, this, these Japanese sort of action figures were very big when I was a little guy. Shogun Warriors, they were called. Oh, we were still sell those at work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this was a, a vintage one. I mean, it was yeah. to the little guy, it was... A, a pretty, you know, big figure. I've, I've forgotten how tall it was actually. It was probably like thirty centimeters tall or something. I think the ones we have are twelve inch. Yeah, about that big. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, and it had um, 
The one that I got, I'm not sure of the actual name of it, but it had um, a spring-loaded fist. So you, okay. you loaded it and you pulled the little trigger back and then you'd shoot it out and out came the fist and punched something. Oh, I thought it was just the most radical thing ever. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that was a very that, a couple of very nice Christmases when I was uh, in single digits. Yeah, they were they were some of my, my some of my favourites. Absolutely, I do also, I do also remember getting some um, some wrestling figures for Christmas. I remember there was this one. It was the Undertaker. And I still remember where Cry Village, and there was just like this pop-up toy shop, and it had this Undertaker toy that I really, really wanted. And <laughs> mum was like, we can't afford it, we can't afford it, we can't afford it. And I was like, oh, I really want it. Mum's like, you can't, we can't afford it. And I was like, yeah, okay, we're, we're poor. Yeah. So, <laughs> fair enough. So, she, mum gave it to the person, and she said, right, I'm just going to talk to the guy for a moment. And nothing, I didn't think anything of that. I was like, fucking, mm. would have been about eight. So then Christmas morning, open it up, and here it was, the Undertaker. My mum, she couldn't afford it at the time, but she put it on lay-by. So I was just like, Aww. and I've still got that Undertaker toy. Cause I, always, I always remember that mum, uh, like she, I don't know, it was just, it was special to me because I genuinely thought I wasn't getting it. And then to, the fact that she put it on lay-by for me and we, she, I, she eventually paid it off and I was like, that's the best. Like uh, those, those ones where you really want something, but then in you, you really deep down know, I'm not going to get it, but that's okay. But then you get it and it's like, holy shit. I actually did get it. Oh, it was just this. Oh man, it was a, it was a great morning. <laughs> Mum's an absolute sweetheart. What a what yes. a lovely story. <laughs> uh, now, Jordan Mole Man Richie, our very first twenty dollars patient. We love this man. He says, Mole Man, how do, how do you make gravy? <laughs> well, let me let me fill you in, Jordan Mole Man Richie, on the Davis family recipe. You go to the supermarket. You go to the Gravox aisle. <laughs> you, you come home. You snip the corner off with some scissors. You put it in the microwave for 90 seconds. And that's how you make the gravy. Delicious. <laughs> Doing the chef's kiss. Um, I, I don't think I've ever actually made gravy from scratch, Jordan Mole Man Richie. Sorry to, sorry to shatter any illusions you may have. I'm not bad in the kitchen, but I've never made gravy from scratch. How about yourself? Do you make do you make gravy, Dando? See, we do. See, I I'm terrible. I just for some reason cannot make Gravox gravy the way. So my uncle works at a place in Geelong here called the White Eagle House, which is just like a, a TAB restaurant slash everything. It's a it's mm-hmm. a is it Yugoslavian club? Cro- no, Croatian club. I think it's a Croatian club. Okay. And um, but he works there, so he gets us discount big tubs of the Maggi instant gravy Ooh. powder. Right? They use Maggi, and Ooh. it is better than Gravox. You've heard it here first. Like Gravox, Gravox is like the classic go-to. I highly recommend try the Maggi instant gravy, <laughs> and just pour, just put it into a mug and boil the kettle. Just boil the kettle and pour the water in, stir it, make it a little bit thicker. It is the fucking best gravy I've ever had in my life. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Maggi, Jordan, my man, Richie. I, I hope you weren't expecting like you know, lovely Actual homespun recipes of, of, of how to make gravy. It's like nah, instant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Simpson again what's your ideal Christmas lunch we always have just a big smorgasbord we just have ham turkey chicken beef scalloped potato fried rice vegetables Nicola makes Yorkshire puddings and and stuffing with pork mince what about yourself oh Yorkshire puddings I, I used to love those when I was in oh they're so good I never had one before I met Nicola like, and see, my family are very you know, sausage and veggies. They're very basic when it comes to food. So when Nicola made Yorkshire puddings the first time, they're like, yeah, I don't want to eat this. It's this different food. And then they tried it and they're like, ah, oh, this is actually delicious. <laughs> All right, yeah. Always make Yorkshire puddings from now on. Um, 
Yeah, I think we have pretty much the basic uh, smorgasbord uh, for a Davis family Christmas. Yeah, um, pork, ham, uh, turkey, beef, um, selection of sort of veggie kind of things. My sister Margot makes these magnificent sort of cheesy scalloped potatoes. Oh, so good. Really looking forward to that. And what else? <laughs> My mum, God bless her, makes this sort of rice salad and she's been making pretty much every year since I've been born and probably before then and mum with all due respect none of us really are all that into it <laughs> but the thing but, is Christmas wouldn't feel the same without it though would it it wouldn't be the same without it there that that is very very true um and my sister Prue for dessert will always make these delightful sort of uh, chocolatey rumble kind of deals so yeah <laughs> you know you know what you should do is you should get your mum to write down the recipe for that rice salad because there will come a day where your mum won't be with us, God forbid, and you'll wish that you still had that rice salad sitting on the on the Christmas table. That is very true. I will uh, I will actually speak to her tomorrow and say, Mum, what's in the rice salad? And uh, she'll say, you're not, <laughs> I'm not telling you. It's a secret. <laughs> no, she won't say that. Um, so, yeah, that's, but, yeah, there's never, I mean, never a lot of variety at the Davis Christmas lunch, but I think that's kind of the, kind of the good thing about it. You You know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you're looking forward to it because you know you like it and it's going to come and then you're going to be like, this is delicious. <laughs> Ew, very much so. And then, you know, you get a little take-home pack. You get your little, uh, mm-hmm. your little left- leftovers pack and you've got, uh, you know, sandwiches and nibbles for the next uh, two, three days. Brilliant. Love it. Chris Darby, all the way from the UK, says, what a fucking year, am I right? Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhetorical it- question, Chris. And... um. Yes, I think we all agree. What a fucking year. Yeah, it was, um, I, thank, I, God, thank um, God it's almost over. Yes, indeed. I did see um, a preview for, it's not like a Black Mirror episode, but it's by the guys who do Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker and, and his team. Uh, I think it's coming up on Netflix before the end of the year. And someone on the preview said, uh, look, I'd call 2020 a, a, a train wreck and a shit show, but that's an insult to both trains and shit. So, um, <laughs> it has not been great. But I mean, thankfully, I mean, how lucky are we, though, right now, where we oh. stand? Um, oh, like, we have nothing to complain about. 2020 has been so much worse for so many other people. I mean, we ha- we were in lockdown for three months, and it fucking sucked. But we can now have Christmas with our families. And this is not to rub it into your listeners. We're just, like, we're just trying to emphasize how lucky we are. Like, we can have, what is it, 30 people at our house now or something? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people still don't really understand how Good we've got it in Australia. I mean, we've been looked after by the government. It's We're very, very lucky. We are indeed, yes. So, uh, yeah, count your blessings this Christmas time, Australian people. And But also, you know, spare a thought for uh, people in other parts of the world who are maybe Definitely. doing it a bit tougher. 100%. Uh, Joel Yolan says, any Christmas Eve day, Boxing Day traditions? Well, I've sort of already gone through that. You know, you do your... You watch your... It's a Wonderful Life, and then you, you do your shopping and whatnot. So, we'll, uh, hmm. we'll move along. Uh, Jack Gerdum, or Gerdum, Gerdum, says... Would you rather fight 100 gingerbread men-sized reindeer or one reindeer-sized gingerbread man? Um, that's a... Is the gingerbread oh. man edible? Cause I feel like if you just kept eating him as you're fighting him, you'd just wear him down. Yeah, and I mean, and I think if you land one or two good punches in him, you'd be, you'd be breaking off some limbs or punching some holes in that gingerbread yeah, man. Yeah, just snap his arms off and he'd be like uh, Monty yeah. Python. He's done. But I, I think I'd rather fight um, 100 gingerbread man-sized reindeer. Nah, because they can bite, man. <laughs> Imagine a hundred little reindeers just jabbing you with their antlers. No way. Oh no, it's like fighting Chucky or something. I mean, it's, it, 
Just like like I said in the past, put him in the bin. Kick him in the bin. <laughs> uh, Jackson Stefanovsky says, what's your favorite Christmas movie and can Guy please do an impression of James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, well, I'll do my best. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that was all that good. It's like, no, your money's not here. It's not in the bank. It's in, what's, what's that like? They do it in The Simpsons? Um, it, it's, like, it's, in, it's in Bill's. Yeah, yeah, your money's in Bill's house. And it, <laughs> what, what's my money doing in your house? <laughs> Why'd you give us the money back, Bill? Very <laughs> uh, uh, quick, but no, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, it is one of my favourite uh, Christmas movies. Merry Christmas, movie house, and all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I, I like it's a wonderful life very much, and probably we'll watch it a bit later. I'm trying to think about my other favourite Christmas movies. I mean, um, Scrooge. I think, I, w- 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 wouldn't I like wouldn't Jingle All the Way be your favourite? <laughs> I think that might be yours, Dad. <laughs> no, it's not at all. I watched it. and Went oh. <laughs> Oh, this is rough. <laughs> uh, Scrooged. I like a lot with Bill Murray. I think that's yep. a good one. Thank you. Um, cool. The, uh, various versions of Miracle on 34th Street. I like that a lot. The one with Matilda is the one I remember there, mostly. There, Yeah, there's... I think there were like... There's an original black and white one, uh, which I remember enjoying very much as a kid. And then there was like a... a 70s or 80s remake that was like, eh, it's fine. And then there was the one with, um, yeah, with Matilda and um, and Richard Attenborough. Attenborough. Yeah. Richard Attenborough as, as Santa. He did a very good job as Santa. Yeah, it was lovely. So um, he's, he, he's like just, he, Attenborough, I don't feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean, like, everyone just knows him as the guy from Jurassic Park, but man, he was just so wholesome. He was very wholesome indeed. And it's, it's funny. I mean, he sort of had his early career as an actor and, um, and he's he's actually pretty good at sort of like playing psychos and I think he and villains. Was he really? He, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he made a segue into into directing, and he was known for directing like these huge blockbusters, like uh, like Gandhi is probably the most, or, or Gandhi is probably the most uh, famous one. But he did that one about Charlie Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr. That's also very good. And uh, yeah, and then and then. Yeah, um, I think Spielberg sort of handpicked him and said, "Hey, I think you'd be the right guy to play John Hammond in Jurassic Park," and he enjoyed a little bit of a, uh, a resurgence as an actor after that. And yeah, but he's but he's per- he's he's yeah, dead on perfect as Santa in Miracle. On you Earth. you watch that film and it's like I feel like I'm watching the actual Santa Claus. True. Like yes, like if there's ever a man on this planet that was believably Santa Claus, it's him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here we go. Zach Pruitt says, what is the best non-holiday film that feels right to watch over Christmas time? Um, He says for him, it's either A New Hope, uh, one of the Harry Potters or Back to the Future. He also says, would we or either of us, uh, two fine gentlemen like to ring in the new year by joining him and joining the likes of John McHale by being on his new community podcast, uh, which I can't remember what I was recalled. He did message it to me. I'll find it. I'll plug it a little bit later on. He does do a community podcast. He had John McHale on this week. So wow. we, I feel like, Zach, yes, we sure. We, we will come onto your podcast for you. Uh, we Not for you, but we, we look forward to being on it. Because we do like us some community, don't we, Mr. Davis? We do indeed. Yes. Oh, very happy to be on Zach's, uh, Zach's podcast. Yeah, let's, let's organize that. That'll be uh, something to look forward to in 2021. Yes, uh, but the question was, best non-holiday film to watch over Christmas time? Uh, I... As, as mentioned, I'm uh, I'm very partial to Lord of the Rings, or uh, I like I like a bit of a saga on uh, on that sort of period between Christmas and New Year. That uh, that you know a bit a bit of a break time. So yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy, Pirates of the Caribbean. Movies? Really? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I think, that, like I said, I like a saga or the or the Indiana Jones movies, but not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I was going to say I do like watching me some Indiana Jones films for sure. Um, so his podcast, by the way, is called "You Can't Disappoint a Podcast." Hmm. So if you like Community, check it out. One of your fellow patrons here, Zach Pruitt, hosts that podcast. Check it out. You can't disappoint a podcast. Uh, Jack Gurdam again says, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, are these also Christmas movies? And this is for you, Guy. Hook, mm. Iron Man 3, LA Confidential, You've Got Mail, and Batman Returns. Batman Returns, definitely. Um, Iron Man 3, kind of. I mean, I talk a bit about Shane Black a bit, and that is written and directed by Shane Black. And he likes to have things at Christmas time, so I think there is some Christmas stuff in Iron Man 3. You've Got Mail. Uh, it's set at Christmas got- time. It's got Christmassy stuff in it, but it's you know a lot of it takes place in other t- other parts of the year as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not just at the one uh, time, is it? Now, <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched Hook, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, and LA Confidential, uh, like Die Hard, LA Confidential is for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also, oh Liam Reed puts in that also he'd also include on Her Majesty's Secret Service in this list. I should probably revisit that one as well. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but it's getting a lot. Of, it's getting a lot of love actually um, on His Majesty's Secret Service. For a while there, people were like, eh, "It's got Lazenby. It kind of sucks." And now people are going back and go, "Wait a minute, this guy's actually pretty good. He's not Sean Connery, but he's pretty good." And and this movie is really good. So I might forget on that. I may yeah maybe I'll do a bit of a Bond festival at some stage. Mm, yeah, that's going to be a long fucking festival. <laughs> Uh, so Jonathan Rossi what is your favourite Christmas memory ever oh man I can't really think of it but I just it's not until for example right we had my uncle Jock who Elliot's middle name is named after his name his name was John his nickname was Jock and my nan passed away earlier this year so they were were like two of my favourites right Mm -hmm. and they were always big characters on Christmas day so it's like my favorite memories are just any Christmas where I had those two now. So this is going to be the first Christmas without Nan. And it's going to feel really, really weird. So I just say to all you listeners out there now who are still lucky enough to have your grandparents or whatnot, your favorite uncles or whatnot at Christmas time, embrace and enjoy every second you have them there. Because when they're gone, it won't be the same and it won't quite, you'll, you'll just miss them to death. So if you're lucky enough this year to spend Christmas with your family, lap it up and really savor it and enjoy it because even though they might be loud, might be annoying you, you'll wish they were there next year if they're not. Indeed. I second what Dando said. Yeah, I mean, I'm remembering, uh, oh, close to 10 years ago now. It was probably the last Christmas that we had with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very jolly, very happy to be there. And I just remember him uh, enjoying the meal and then having a Christmas nap in the middle of the room while everyone else is just sort of, you know, fucking around and laughing and all that kind of stuff and dad just very uh very happily dozed off in a chair and we were all just like so happy just to uh watch him uh just having that being uh, happy yeah yeah be yeah. uh sleeping there with a little smile on his face it was lovely yeah it's great uh new parks best worst or underappreciated christmas song i'm gonna say one of the best ones we've mentioned it here on the podcast before i'm not sure whether you've mentioned it well i think it might be with mitch uh white wine in the sun Oh, like the Tim Minchin one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Every t- every single time I listen to that song, I cry. So if <laughs> it's basically like, uh, what what would you what would you call it? Like, what would you compare it to? Because it's like a, it's like an it's an Australian Christmas song because nowhere else in the world, bloody really, 
like England doesn't, US doesn't, Canada doesn't, like they all have Christmas at, in, the, in the winter, in the snow, but we have it in the sun. So it's like, it's one of the only real Christmas songs talking about what it's like to have Christmas in Australia, which is yeah. why I, I, I can relate to it a lot more. Um, but what, what would you compare it to for like a, a, like a winter wonderland, I guess? Or nah, because it's more personal than that, isn't it? Yeah. So that's a tough one. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you'd uh, sort of compare it but to. But if you uh, haven't listened to it, patrons, I might even play it at the end of this podcast. Tim mentions White Wine in the Sun. I will. I'm going to put it in this podcast because it's, um, it's do it. beautiful. Do it. Do it. I will do it. I'm trying to remember Christmas songs that I that I enjoy. Um, Nicola loves the one by the Pogues. Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah. Oh, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds her of being home. <laughs> no, I'm kind oh. of drawing a blank. I mean... Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't mind the odd Christmas Carol, and I think my favourite is probably. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one from Home oh, Alone as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's the Home Alone one. I like. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It's not from. It's just in Home Alone. No, no, it's, it's in Home Alone. It's not from yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So Nicole Catalina Wine Mixer. What does she say? At what point as a kid did you? St- oh, hey, we won't. We won't ask answer that one, Nicole. In case there's children listening. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew Zer, the 1983 movie A Christmas Story is a massive deal in America is that a thing here have either of you ever seen it and what are your thoughts and prayers on it thoughts and prayers on it uh, first of all Andrew thank you very much for the cash money um, <laughs> yeah, very happy with that and um, um, A Christmas Story Yeah, look, I, I haven't seen it in years but I do remember watching it as a kid and enjoying it a lot um, have, have you seen, seen this one, Dan? No, I have not. Yeah. No, I, I know of it. It's the one with the little kid with glasses, right? Yeah, the one with the little kid with glasses, uh, who he really wants the is it? A, I think it's a Red Rover or a Red Ranger like air rifle or a BB gun for uh, for uh, for Christmas, and uh, gets told he can't have it. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. And um, but it's uh, yeah, basically just uh, what is it? It's, it's 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 as as the title says, it's a Christmas story, but it's also just a life story about you know this kid and his uh, sort of wacky parents and uh, you know dealing with the schoolyard bully and uh, like, like Stand by Me at Christmas without dead bodies, uh, a little bit, a bit a bit more sort of lighthearted. Uh, but, but is it like a coming of age film kind of? Is it or oh more just a happy childhood memory? Just story. a happy childhood memory. Okay, yeah. yep, cool. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's certainly worth checking out. I mean, um, I don't know if it's on any streaming services here in Australia, but uh, I imagine it's not too hard to track down if you wanted to track it down. One thing we, by the way, need to mention is a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's been so long since I've seen that, actually. I literally have not seen it since I was a kid, but Andy at work yesterday put on the score, and it was delightful. So I am <laughs> looking forward to checking that out over this Christmas period. Uh, I'm going to revisit I, I, Charlie Brown Christmas. I knew Andy would put that on because it's um, Andy and I share a love of uh, the filmmaker Wes Anderson, and Wes Anderson uses it in. He's a, he's a big Peanuts fan. I think he's used uh, that uh, sort of that music in in some of his films. So yeah, I'm not surprised Andy put it on. <laughs> it, that, that, that strikes me as very Andy Walker. <laughs> Talia Enriquez, what is the most disappointing Christmas gift you've ever received? See, it's funny. When I was a kid, I used to be very disappointed when I received things like shower gel and deodorant and underwear. 
But now, and that's what that's what my nan used to my nan used to always get me a really good present, but there'd always be the little gift bag. Nan would always get the little gift bag and always had shower gel and some socks and things like that in it, not the essential. So she'd wrap up the big presents that you knew that she knew that you'd be looking forward to, but she'd always give you, you know, I know you're gonna you know you might not want it, but you're gonna need these, these little bags, little gift bags with the, the goodies in it. And I remember there was a point in my life, it would have been maybe about 15, 16, where I went, you know what? This is really fucking helpful. Thanks, Nan. Oh, yeah. you know, like, I, I stink now, Nan. I'm going to be using this shower gel. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, I remember that as a kid, those were like the most hated gifts. I hated getting clothes as well. I, I prefer to buy my own clothes. I don't like it when people buy clothes for you because if you don't like it, you still have to pretend you like it. And then it's like, how do you tell them that you don't like Because they're going to exchange for something that you do like. It's just awkward. Just, just don't buy me clothes ever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was funny when I was a kid, the deodorants and the shower gels and things like that, I didn't like, but as I got older, they were like something I'd look forward to. I'd be like, well, it's coming close to Christmas and I have to buy shower gel this week because then I'll get it for me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a, a disappointing gift. Um, actually, no, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of a disappointing gift, but it wasn't a very big gift. But, uh, uh, I think the first year that, or the first Christmas that I spent with my, uh, ex-wife Libby, her mum, her, who was uh, kind of on the way out at, at, at that stage, uh, just gave me a little pair of socks. And I don't think I've, I, I think I've maybe worn that pair of socks once in my life, but they have gone with me everywhere since they're still in my <laughs> sock drawer today. I just remember thinking, yeah, it's not much, but um, she didn't have to get me anything. And I've, I've got a lot of fond memories of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that answers your question, Talia. I'm sorry that it's not really disappointing it was, it was, at all. It was, was, it, was it disappointing at the time to get the socks because it was like wasn't a big gift, and now you oh, appreciate them? Or oh, I don't even know why I'm bringing this story up because I wasn't disappointed at the time. And I'm not disappointed <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> Just a nice memory. Had, yeah, <laughs> disappointment <laughs> plays no part in this story whatsoever. That's, that's, so, um, hmm, that is but fine. Anyway. Uh, Bruce Bruce Little, our man who uh, helps us with the website and our emails and everything, uh, he says. Have you ever re-gifted and have you been caught? I've re-gifted before, but I've never been caught. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been caught. I'm, and I haven't re-gifted all that often. But uh, I think the only things I've ever re-gifted are like, because I've forgotten to buy somebody a birthday present, so I've just given them a, a, a JB voucher that, you know, that that's your present this year, an old JB voucher. No, 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 no <laughs> that's not. Um, but I, uh, you, you, can tell, you can tell when someone's re-gifted you a gift card because the due date won't be anywhere near your birthday. Ah, right. <laughs> so, like, I got a gift card for my birthday this year that ran out in February. And I was like, well, this has been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've never been caught. You've got to be very careful when you read gift. Yeah. True. True. Uh, Andrew Palacati says, what's your go-to Christmas lunch? We've discussed this. He says, is it seafood or turkey various meats? I'm not a big seafood fan at all. I'm turkey various meats all the way. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, People tend to think that oh, you're in Australia, you're gonna have a seafood uh, seafood buffet or whatever for lunch. Like, I don't, th- I've never said, I've I've never had that, and I don't think I've known anyone who ever actually has. Well, I used to when I worked in the deli, I would <laughs> we had the seafood platters, and I didn't eat seafood, but my mum's side, we used to have lunch for my mum's side on Boxing Day. We don't really do it as much anymore, but we used to do it every year. They they were big seafood fans, so I would make up a platter at work. Or like order a seafood platter under a fake name. And then when I was closing the deli going, ah, oh, this one hasn't been picked up. Discounted. <laughs> so I would get, you know, $60 seafood platters for like 20 bucks or 10 bucks, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so this one here comes from Ginger. Ginger Field. Uh, she says, 
Oh, this is interesting, actually. I'm not sure whether... This would be a cool idea, but I don't know whether you'd be down for it. Are we going to do an other half special at any point with Nicola and the lovely Louise? What? Give Hand the well, mics we, over to... No, what we used to do is we'd occasionally we'd get uh, Ash and Nicola on the show and do like Simpsons trivia or just banter about whatever. Um, would you be up for that? At one point, do you reckon Louise would be up for that? Don't have a look. I'll ask, yeah. So this is the thing. Ash and Nicola were friends out, outside of the podcast, so it wasn't yeah. as awkward. It'd be like, hey, meeting you for the first time. Hey, let's do well, a that's, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I think it would be like, hello, nice to meet you. Um, I, I will certainly run it past it. We'll see how, we'll see how but she Maybe goes. we should have a few dinners together first before we do anything like that. I think that would probably be the case. Yes. I would like to meet the lovely Louise at some point. She's very, well, she, she she's, is lovely, so yeah. She's, she's, she's an enigma at the moment. <laughs> she's my Canadian girlfriend, yeah. Uh, Brandon Twitchell, what's it like celebrating Christmas in the middle of summer in Australia? Could you imagine celebrating it in winter like the Northern Hemisphere? Well, I've been to America during December, and then we and on December 23rd, we flew over to the UK to spend Christmas with Nicholas' family. So I've experienced a, a white Christmas, and it was very, very different because I'm used to on Christmas morning, you know, Christmas lunch, especially you're outside playing in the backyard and you're having a good time. Mm. But when we were there, it was very much inside by the fire. And it never really looked, just dawned on me, you know, because I grew up, or well, we grew up in American television, American movies. And whenever it's Christmas, it's inside by the fire, nice and warm. Yeah. And then I just, once I went to England, I sort of thought, well, I'm actually experiencing this for the first time. And it's never dawned on me because Christmas time for me is putting the cricket on on Boxing Day, you know, and mm. you, everyone's playing backyard cricket and you're having a barbecue sometimes and things like that. It um It is very, very different. I, I guess just because I grew up in Australia, I prefer the Australian Christmas because I like when you got your friends and family over, being able to, especially when you got kids, just going out in the backyard and playing with all your cousins who you haven't seen for a while and having a great time. But when it's cold and whatnot, like it is in the UK, everyone's like inside. And it's just, I'm, I'm especially now, I don't like too many people in my house at once. It just gets very crowded and I get just mm-hmm. overwhelming for me. So I like, right, out, everyone out the backyard, go spread out. <laughs> but in, in, in uh, America and the UK, you can't do that. Everyone has to be inside because it's so fucking cold outside. So I prefer the Australian Christmas, but I, could, I still, I did like, I did enjoy the UK Christmas, but it wouldn't be my favorite if I had to do it every year. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I spent a few um, Christmases in the UK when I was when I was young, and uh, and I remember, yeah, distinctly we had a, a white Christmas, I think, around oh, sometime in the eighties, and it was we were at this lovely uh, sort of manor hotel outside of Oxford, and Ooh. yeah, it was it was like something out of a storybook. It was just beautiful. I mean, you woke up and you know white, you know, just lovely white fields as far as the eye could see. It was marvellous. Fantastic. But then, of course, you it, you couldn't, I mean, if you go outside for a little bit, yeah, throw a snowball. Hey, it's cold out here. Fuck this. I'm going back inside. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I echo your, uh, your your sentiment, Dan. I was like, yeah, I think you, you go with what you're used to. And I'm just used to a, a warm Christmas. Yeah. So uh, it, can be, it can be a bit of, a bit oppressive when it gets stinkingly hot. But uh, a 25, 25 to 28 degree day. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah, I'm very partial to a sunshiny Christmas. Doug Bogart says, what's your current Christmas playlist? For me, I've been listening to Muppet Christmas Carol score or soundtrack, I should say, not just the score. Uh, Home Alone score. Uh, Andy showed me this Beach Boys Christmas album yesterday. I didn't know it existed. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> it is fucking, it is a perler. So yeah, the Beach Boys Christmas album is great. 
And what about yourself? Have you got any particular Christmas playlists that you like to listen to around this time? Or? Uh, not really, just my regular music that I'll be listening to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'll put on some playlist on YouTube and just sort of have that running for a few hours or whatever, you know, either, I don't know, jazz or something mellow ambient or something like that. Not, nothing especially Christmassy. I mean, I don't want to come across like an absolute Grinch or anything like that. I mean, like I said, I like a good Christmas carol and, uh, and the old Christmas-themed song, but... Uh, no, I don't necessarily have Christmas uh, music uh, blaring around the house at this stage of the proceedings. So, hmm. sorry, hmm. sorry about that, Doug. <laughs> jo- Jordan Diddy, uh, this is more a question for the Simpsons Christmas special. It says, uh, if you had a race dog, what would you name them? I always wanted to name it. Uh, if I had a racehorse, I was going to name it Mickey Finn. You know, okay. I, I, you know, a while ago we, uh, what was the episode with? Um, it was Saddlesaw Galactica. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there was the episode where Mo was on the calendar. Oh, that was Pig- Pigmolian. Pigmolian. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was one of the barmen was um, he was from oh, a the pub Irish called, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from a pub called Mickey Finn's, which is a a Mickey Finn is basically like a like Rehypnol or a, it's a knockout drug. So, um, but I always liked the name. I was thought, eh, I think that'd be a good name for a, for like a racehorse, or in this case, a, a dishlicker, a racing greyhound. I think that'd mm-hmm. be a good yeah. name for them. Noah Daniel, if you had a time machine, what would what year? Would you want to go to get the hot Christmas toy for the time? <laughs> uh, oh, look, I'd probably go back to, uh, yeah, as I said, to my uh, Star Wars fan youth of uh, you know the late 70s and get a shit ton of action figures. And, um, uh, and uh, yeah, that, uh, that uh, Stormtrooper rifle. I love that. Oh, um, imagine, though, this is what you should have done. If you had a time machine, you go to 1978... And you clean up and you get all the all the Star Wars toys, and then you oh. go back to 1977 and be the only kid at Christmas who had the Star Wars toys. <laughs> there was that thing as well. I mean, you yeah, you got like a Star Wars IOU voucher yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> you know, we ha- we haven't made them yet, but uh, they're coming. Hold on, to, hold on to this, kid. Oh, oh, oh if you, you 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 get all the Star Wars figures and then you just don't open them. You put them in a box and then you uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you sell them. You, you come back to the present day and sell them on eBay for. Oh, no, make an absolute killing. Make an absolute fortune for sure. What would I want to go back in? I tell you what, I would not want to go back and get a fucking Tickle Me Elmo. My sister was obsessed with that thing and it drove me ah. bonkers. Ugh, tickle Me Elmos and Furbies. Ugh. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think, what was the hot toy at the time? If we're going back to toys that I used to have that I really loved, I really loved the um, the uh, fuck, He-Man, the He-Man toys. Oh, yeah. So, like the... Um, Castle Skull, like the big set. Man, I had that and Snake Mountain. They were like my jam. I fucking loved them. So I'd love to have those again. Uh, so, Nicole Colon, what is a Christmas tradition you had growing up that you now realize isn't universal or even Australian? I preface this by saying that your traditions are valid whether other people do them or not. Thank you, Nicole. Um, I, I don't know if we had any sort of unusual uh, Christmas traditions in the Davis household. I mean, we... Yeah, I don't think we were the type who were like, you know, you can open one present on, on Christmas Eve and then you open the rest on, on on Christmas Day. I don't think we had anything like that or... No, I think we sort of did it. We pretty much did it by the playbook. You know, I, remember, like, I remember once, this isn't a tradition, but I remember once my dad, because he hunts a lot and everything, so he went out and he collected sheep poo into an ice cream container, right? And he put the sheep poo in the backyard and told us it was reindeer poo. From that point on, oh. I was a believer. I was like, fuck me, Rudolph has been in my backyard. I don't know about ah. you kids, but I've had Rudolph in my backyard. 
Oh, nice work, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A few more questions here and we'll wrap up this Christmas special. Steve Roberts, do you watch or play any sports during the holidays? Play sports every Christmas. Um, (laughs) He watches the World Junior Hockey Championships and plays some ice or road hockey. Road oh, hockey. That's something I've always wanted to. Ever since I watched Wayne's World, I want to play some road I know. hockey. <laughs> what are the game on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, in, in Australia, I, the big I think thing is pl- the Boxing Day Test at, that's at the MCG, which we can thankfully actually have this year. I mean, I don't yeah. really have all that much interest in cricket. Mitch is obsessed with cricket. My dad, my, my family, really likes cricket. Not not obsessed with it. I've never been to a Boxing Day Test, but it's always nice to just when you got some family over on Boxing Day. It's just on in the background, isn't it? Just feels like it, it wouldn't is. feel like Boxing Day without it on somewhere. It is. Look, I I may have told this story in the past, but I remember once my a good friend of mine when I was a kid, while well, I was a teenager, said, "Oh, we're going we're going to the Boxing Day test. You want to come?" You know, and I'm like, "Oh, well, it's, I've been invited. That's nice. I'll go." And I went. I was just bored shootless. I did. I'm not a huge cricket fan, uh, and but I was so happy because it got rained out like a few hours in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we ended up going to see Rocky Four. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, Owen Holland, leading up to Christmas time, when the warm weather starts and he walks outside, he feels like there's a certain smell to it and he's instantly taken back to the Christmases of his childhood. What smells remind us of Christmas time? Mm. What smells? Uh, this, the smell of all the different meats on the kitchen table. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just the smell of the smorgasbord as well. I don't think I've got a, a particular smell, but I do recall um, I've got one very distinct Christmas memory related to sound. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home after a Christmas lunch. Uh, it was late afternoon. And, you know, the, the neighbourhood was nice and quiet, but I could hear just very faintly somewhere down the hall. It was like... A mariachi version of some Christmas carols, cool. Like a Mex- like a Mexican version mm. of, um, yeah. And I thought I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> has, has there ever been a Mexican themed Christmas movie? I'm sure there has, but I mean, if there has, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a great uh, a, a twist on Christmas carols. I always really appreciate. Sometimes you get sick of hearing the same old songs, but when it's a slightly variate variation on it. It could be a real pearl, like the mm. mariachi. I'm really interested to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Michael Palmer, what's the best non-Christmassy tradition that you do around this time? But well, you, you mentioned Lord of the Rings. What's, what's something that you tend to do every year in like, you know, between the middle of December to the middle of January? Is there anything you tend to do? It's just, I guess, just the Boxing Day sales really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think beyond my Lord of the Rings marathon, that's pretty much it. I'm, after that, I'm just like... <laughs> back to back to regular. Well, we, we we always, and it shouldn't be this way, but Christmas is the time when I know I'm going to meet up with family. And every year, once we hang, obviously I've spent some time with my cousins and whatnot, I always say, we need to do this more often. And then I don't see them until the following year. So it's like, I feel like, I don't know, every year on Boxing Day, what we do is we go down to, there's a place in Geelong called Rippleside Park. We go down to the playground and the kids run wild and we have a family barbecue and that's sort of like our Christmas lunch, even though it's not very Christmassy. It's just, you know, a few snags on the barbecue. But we do it at this time. So I guess that's a tradition. Um, it's my mum's side of the family. That's when we all meet up. That's the kind of thing we should do more often. Yeah, I, I just feel like this year I've sort of realized that because I've been away from my family for so long and I've lost some family members, I think now that we can see them, it's important. If you have the ability to go see your family, do so. That's all. That's the, that's the message I've taken from this year. 
Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Just a it few. Leads, it leads into what uh, Dio Gorman asks for the next question. Yeah, actually. yep. Go for it. You read it out, Mister Davis. Does Christmas feel any different with excited kids around? Yes, uh, it's, it's annoying. And, <laughs> I, I, and for, for me, it'd be, it'd be good when my kids are excited Christmas morning. But for, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have to deal day in day out with Elliot running around like a maniac. When there's like five of them running around, I just get very overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Um, I've certainly enjoyed, um, yeah, when my sister's kids have, uh, when they were growing up and, yeah, just the uh, the absolute sort of thrill and joy that they get from uh, from receiving presents, but also from giving presents. I mean, you know, you put little Santa hat on and say, now give that to, you know, give that to grandma mm-hmm. or whatever. And they, they're they stoked to do it. So, I mean, yeah, that's always. Uh, I guess that's a tradition we should probably point out. Like, do Are you like the, the resident Santa when it comes to Christmas Day? I was for quite some time. And I think that's been passed on now to... Um, yeah, one of my nephews actually. I think uh, I think my uh, sister's son Patrick is, is sort of doing it now. He's okay. Yep, nineteen or twenty. Yeah, so uh, I think I think you hand it off to the uh, to the younger ones. Yes, we, we were sort of uh, a bit different. My grandma, my mum's mum, was the uh, was the Santa. She still is. We put the Santa oh. hat on her. And she she hands out all the presents. <laughs> <laughs> Female Santa in the uh, in the Robinson household on my mum's side, but nice. um, but yeah. So I I, I think. It does feel I'm I'm much more excited this year because I know Elliot's going to be very excited when he wakes up and sees all these presents. He won't know why he's getting all these presents just yet, but I think he's starting to come to that age now where he's like, "Hey, that's Santa!" And, oh man, literally, I went last night to town to buy something. I bought my parents a um a hundred dollar gift card for Parker's, the, the local steakhouse, and I took Elliot in there. And we get to the top of the escalator in Westfield, and that's where Santa is situated. So they, they, they're very clever. The second you walk up from that bottom car park, the first thing you see is Santa Claus there waiting for you to pay to take a photo with him. But <laughs> he gets there, and he sees Santa. And I'm like, no, we're not getting a photo of Santa. And he threw one hell of a tantrum. Oh, <laughs> just, no. One of those ones where you just have to let him sit on the floor and just get it out of his system. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he now knows who... Santa is. He doesn't know why he exists, but he just knows he's a thing. So but he's starting to make those connections, like a uh, big, big, a uh, big guy in the big red suit and the big white beard. Yes, presents. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to um to really spoiling them over the next few years, the kids. Uh, so to answer your question, Dow, yes. Um, when it comes to Christmas time, it is much better with kids around. Harrison McClure, do you have any 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 individual Christmas traditions? My personal one is he has a. He has Cocoa Pops for breakfast on Christmas Day. Fair enough. As when he was a kid, he wasn't allowed sugary cereals, but was allowed to pick one out at Christmas and always chose Cocoa Pops. That's a cool memory, isn't it? That's a very nice memory. I hope, I hope you are having uh, Cocoa Pops this uh, this year, Harrison. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I just... um, Cocoa Pops on Christmas morning. Just, it's bizarre. But, you know, he was allowed <laughs> to choose one. And he chose that one. Good on him. <laughs> So, and Harrison did close out by saying, have a, have a great Christmas, guys. Yes. And, uh, well, right back at you, Harrison. Right back to everyone who has uh, uh, sent us a letter or, uh, you know, put a little message in the mailbag or just even listened to the show over the course of the year. Yeah, so that wraps up the Guy and Dando first ever Christmas special. That's all the questions we've got to go through. Um, yeah, well, like, I'll, let, I'll let you uh, elaborate, Mr. Davis, but um, we just want to thank all... Everyone who has listened to the show over 2020 has been a shit year for everybody for more than one reason and some worse than others. But the fact that everyone has stuck around with us truly means the world to us. It absolutely does. Look, it's been uh, 
Dando was correct. It has been a uh, an odd and challenging and difficult year in a, in a lot of ways, but uh, we've come through it together. And uh, look, we're, we're stoked that you keep listening to us and uh, keep providing uh, support and feedback and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. So uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, happy holidays and all the best for 2021. We look forward to uh, talking at you more in the new year. And don't forget, guys, next week's show isn't going to be your regular four-figure discount. It's going to be the first ever four-figure discount revisited. We're throwing it out in the free feed. We are going to be discussing Simpsons roasting on an open fire, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. It is one of my favorite episodes of all time. I watch it every single Christmas. It was like the perfect timing, wasn't it, Mr. Davis? The Simpsons started at Christmas time. It just seemed like the perfect time to start four-figure discount revisited, where we finally get to hear your thoughts on the golden era. Indeed, it all worked out perfectly. It did. So once again, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. Um, thank you so much for your support over 2020. It's going to be an even bigger 2021. Um, plenty of things to announce. We're not going to announce them just yet. Um, it's going to be a great year. Just thank you all again to our patrons. Um, you've been absolute champions. We, we need to we need to reiterate, Mr. Davis, how amazing that Four Finger Discount community on Facebook is, don't we? We do indeed. Just a, a, a wonderful, supportive, caring, funny, just top-notch outfit. Yeah. And I, I was I was concerned when Mitch left that, you know, some people might not embrace Guy. I knew Guy was the perfect man for the job, but I thought some people might go, oh, it's different and people don't like change. They they stuck around and they've embraced you and they've been so great and you've welcomed Guy in with open arms. You're absolute legends. We love each and every one of you. But um, yeah, so thank you all once again. Hope you have a great couple of weeks over this holiday period. See your family if you're allowed to. If you can't see them in person, Skype them. Try and spend as much time with friends and family as much as possible. And um, yeah, we'll get through the end of this shit year and bring on 2021. Indeed. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I really like Christmas. It's sentimental, I know. But I just really like it I am hardly religious I'd rather break bread with Dawkins than Desmond Tutu To be honest And yes, I have all of the usual objections to consumerism, to the commercialization of an ancient religion, to the westernization of a dead Palestinian press ganged into selling PlayStations and beer. But I still really like it. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Though I'm not expecting a visit from Jesus, I'll be seeing my dad, my brother and sisters, my gran and my mom. They'll be drinking white wine in the sun. I'll be seeing my dad. My brother and sisters, my gran and my mom They'll be drinking white wine in the sun 
don't go in for ancient wisdom I don't believe just cause ideas are tenacious It means that they're worthy I get freaked out by churches Some of the hymns that they sing have nice chords the lyrics are spooky And yes, I have all of the usual objections To the miseducation of children Who in tax-exempt institutions Are taught to externalize blame And to feel ashamed And to judge things as plain right or wrong But I quite like the song Expecting big presents The old combination of soft drops and chocolates Is just fine by me Cause I'll be seeing my dad My brother and sisters, my gran and my mum They'll be drinking white wine in the sun I'll be seeing my dad My brother and sisters My gran and my mom They'll be drinking white wine in the sun And you, my baby girl My jet-lagged infant daughter You'll be handed round the room At a primary school And you won't understand But you will learn someday That wherever you are And whatever you face These are the people Who make you feel safe In this world My sweet blue-eyed girl And if Christmas comes around And you find yourself 9,000 miles from home You'll know whatever comes Your brothers and sisters and me and your mom Will be waiting for you in the sun Whenever you come Your brothers and sisters Your aunts and your uncles Your grandparents, cousins And me and your mom Will be waiting for you in the sun Drinking white wine in the sun Darling, when Christmas comes We'll be waiting for you in the sun Drinking white wine in the sun Waiting for you in the sun Waiting for you 
Christmas It's sentimental, I know 